You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. It is Matt Wilson with the Live Different Podcast. And of course, today we are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Jared O'Fatool, my co-founder from Under 30 Experiences, our travel company for young people, which of course is always our platinum sponsor. Why is it the platinum sponsor? Well, because of course, uh, it is our company. And so of course we're going to sponsor Live Different Podcast, where we talk about business and travel and health and fitness and all the things that we love to talk about that we think make people more productive, happier, better human beings uh, overall. So uh, we are going to get into this interview with Jared, who I have known since fourth grade, who has been a two-time previous Live Different podcast host. He's also the co-founder of Under 30 CEO, our popular blog that we grew uh, starting at age 23 to about a half a million unique visitors per month and then spun off our travel company. And uh, we are going to go talk about some travel hacking today, get inside the mindset of a traveler, hear about Jared's travels over the past year, talk about tips for credit cards, uh, tips for alliances and frequent flyer miles and booking apps and just a lot of hot tips and tricks in the travel hacking realm. Uh, But first, I want to talk about our other sponsor that is coming on. And with this one, honestly, I'm really not trying to sell you much here, but so many people have asked me since we had Bill Harris in episode 32 from Centerpoint Research Institute talk about his Holosync audio technology that helps you meditate roughly eight times faster or stronger or deeper or however however you want to describe it. Basically, you feel the effects of uh, meditation in a multiple of about 8x. So if you've been meditating for six months, it's really uh, about six times eight months. So pretty cool. Uh, And... With that, he's just giving away a free book, The New Science of Super Awareness, and his meditation uh, track for you guys to try out. This is something that I use every single day that has had a profound impact on my life. So again, go and check out episode 32 if you have been interested in meditation for some time now. But he's giving away those two giveaways, and they could be found at bit.ly.com slash super awareness, which is super easy. So go get his new book, The New Science of Super Awareness, and get a copy of the meditation track that he gives you. And uh, it is really cool. It puts your brain waves into just a deeper, deeper state. And it's something that I found very profound in my life. So I'd love to share that with you guys. And then, of course, we have Under 30 Experiences. If you are sick and tired of sitting behind your desk, don't have any cool friends to talk to, to hang out with, to actually do something besides go to happy hour after work and then go home and pass out, we'd love to bring you on an amazing trip anywhere across the world, especially even if you want to go this winter on a quick getaway They are usually over holiday weekends. Come down to Costa Rica, hang out with us for five days. Go on our Explore Mayan Ruins trip across Belize and Mexico for nine days. Uh, And these are not like a tour bus jump in here and spend all day in the bus kind of thing and go from place to place to place like a tour. It's we bring you an awesome place or two awesome places on the trip. And we let you explore like a local. We have all the local connections, etc. Which is why Mr. O'Toole and I have been traveling for the better part of the last four years. So without further ado, uh, you can get the Under 30 Experiences Escape Manual at escapemanual.under30experiences.com. It is a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff in there. Just about some real, some motivation, some inspiration to kind of rethink things, rethink your life. What am I really doing here during the best years between 21 and 35? And uh, so you can go out there and do more of the things that you love, which is important because at the end of the day, one of those five regrets of dying is uh, 
not I wish I traveled more. Actually, I just totally made that up. But uh, I wish that I spent more quality time uh, doing things that I love. I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard is actually one of the regrets of dying. Anyhow, uh, tune in for this week's episode and hopefully you guys learn some awesome stuff about travel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Live Different Podcast, an abrupt start to this podcast here in Costa Rica at Under 30 Experiences headquarters, uh, just to set the scene. Uh, Under 30 Experiences Central America headquarters, because technically Austin, Texas, where Mr. O'Toole, my co-founder, is based. He is sitting here. We have... It's Wednesday. I didn't realize it's Wednesday. It feels like a Saturday to us because we have a group in town and I've been hanging out with them and Jared's here and we just cracked a beer at 1.15 p.m. on a Wednesday. Crazy this is, time. This is going nowhere good. Uh, Mr. T- Mr. O'Toole, welcome to the Live Different Podcast. It is great to be here sitting in your, your apartment for the first time in Costa Rica this year. It's a uh, it is an upgrade from last year's. Um, you want to talk about last year's? We like, folks, we like to live lean. Well, I like to live lean. I don't know if anybody else who's along for the ride agrees with that, but uh, I would like to say we are a lean, mean operation, and all of the money that comes from our trips gets poured back into this company uh, to support everyone who comes and travels with us and exploring, exploring new places, and uh, we take up minimalism uh, every chance that we can get. So, Mr. O'Toole, you remember last year when you came. What was going to say, and I, I agree with all of that, and I, um, you know, I, I, I agree with the idea of living lean and things, but, um, you know, last year's experience, I think things like a stove are, are nice to have in an apartment. Did um, we not have a stove? You have a stove now, I'm talking about last year. It was a hot pan that... I think you that, bought me. That, that I bought you. You did not have it for the first two months of living in that apartment. <laughs> um, what else was there? Oh, even like, I mean, we, we just turned even um, some air conditioning on in the middle of the day. That wasn't allowed at the last apartment. Okay, the last apartment, 7 a.m., the guy would knock on the door. The power and say, would go off if you didn't turn the air conditioner off. That's right, in like, the whole apartment. In the whole apartment, and then the Wi-Fi would go down, and it was just, um, it was it was an experience. As we were speaking. Yeah, iguanas are battling each other outside right now. There's an iguana fight on the roof. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, Sometimes it's monkeys. But uh, but no, I, again, agree with the lean, lean living, but this place is much more homey, I guess. The other one is a nice stopover. No, you know, the other one was a shit hole. Yeah, Let's yeah, okay. okay. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to say it. You picked the place. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I had to ask the landlord to put a toilet seat on the <laughs> toilet. I was like, I am not sitting on that. Actually, Courtney. It did come with a pile of sheets in the corner of the room from an unknown no, source. No, 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 no. Those, that was our, my potential bonfire in the corner that I ripped off of the, the place was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting, but the price was right. It was right down the street from the yeah. hotel. And it teaches you a lot when you learn to live with nothing. Well, say I lose everything, well then, I'm not going to, I'm going to know what that feels like. Yeah. Like I said, this is a great spot you got here. I mean, we're on a couch right now. That's, that's new. That's, um, <laughs> that's crazy. Look, we have a lot of necessities that yeah, Costa Rica awesome. doesn't normally have. Washer, dryer, we don't use the dryer, don't worry. We have a clothes rack outside, which is how you do it in Central America if you want to be eco-friendly. <laughs> We have some air conditioning. This has never been on in the middle of the day. You really ruined my eco-friendly <laughs> rep here. It's only because you're here that we're having a beer. Of course. And this is what I bring to town. Yeah, so. Uh, all right. Well, I'm invited once a year. I haven't seen you in Costa Rica since March, I guess. Yeah. So actually, uh, as anybody who's listening probably knows by now, uh, Jared and I, Co-founded under 30 Experiences, our travel company. That's why we're in Costa Rica. I don't get back to the States too often. Usually when I do, uh, there are no iguana fights. It's getting serious up there. Um, We haven't seen each other in the States since, what, eight or ten months? Yes, we'll be April. So that's about eight, eight or, yeah, whatever that is. All right, so. I think it was April, though. You were our guest number one. Uh, I wrote these down. How to screw up and still succeed 
on episode number one of the Live Different Podcast and episode number 14, How to Be Productive While Traveling. We met in Dublin. We basically high-fived in an airport hotel and uh, and I drank some disgusting coffee that I remember being. You had a coffee and a Guinness during the podcast after a red eye. So hopefully you're in better shape than that. Hell yeah, that is true. No, I'm in much better shape today. That was a rough one. I was not uh, one of those red eyes that you don't sleep on. It was uh, not a happy morning. <laughs> no, but um, that being said, we haven't hung out in the States. I went to Austin for two weeks. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah. I slept in your bed naked. Yep, of course. And um, through those sheets out. Yep, just like uh, my last place in... Little Italy, Costa Rica, as it was called. Um, yeah, we haven't hung out in the States since. We saw each other last month for our 30th birthday in Nicaragua, our joint 30th birthday. But where have you been since we last spoke? In Dublin. You were on your way on a flight to Dublin. You landed and then you went on a little Euro trip and you've done some exploring since then. Where have you been? Yeah, well, that was the first, um, that was a kickoff to the first double or the first Ireland trip that I was um, running, you know, with, with the company with under 30 experiences. So a couple weeks in Ireland, seeing Dublin and um, our trip's location, which is in Kilkenny, and had two groups come through and got to experience all of, all of Irish culture day and night. Um, what was that like as an <laughs> Irish man with the last name O'Toole? Um, you know, they, they, he drank a lot of Guinness and, uh, and Smittix, quite, quite a bit. But, okay. um, but it was good. Not too many people. Actually, some people did pick up on it. Some of the bartenders would uh, sort of ask me. They could just, I don't know, maybe it was a look or something that I just had of, I don't know, Irish, Scottish, like that whole region. They mm-hmm. would just kind of ask if you had any, um, you know, family from the area, basically. Um, I definitely do not look South American or Central American or anything like that. So, um, but no, it was good. It was good. Overall, just, uh, I mean, haven't had a blast in Ireland. Um, went from Ireland quickly over to Scotland, which is like a 45 minute jump on a $50 plane, um, plane ticket. I hope the plane, it was a $50 yeah, plane yeah, ticket, ticket and not a $50 <laughs> plane. So, uh, and then did a week in Scotland scouting um, for what is going to be one of our next trips that we're launching in later this year. A little teaser. Yeah, a little teaser. Can, um, we, can we tease it out? Scotland, we... well, no, Scotland, hands down, was amazing. I've always said from the trips that I've been on with, you know, with under 30 experiences and overall, um, I loved Iceland, was at the top of my list for just places I really enjoy. I mean, love Costa Rica as well, but just a different, whole different style, basically, going to a place like Iceland. Um, and Scotland was right up there as far as scenery and just that sort of colder weather, snow, rain, mountains, like all that type of stuff. Um, it was an amazing country that just had the most ridiculous scenery I've ever seen and way better food than everyone told me, like preparing me for the trip. People who I knew had gone to Scotland, especially family, a lot of family that went to Scotland years ago, though, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, things like haggis were delicious. I ordered it as many times as I Good. What is haggis? Um, I don't remember the. I don't know exactly what it is now. It's been a while since I was there, but it's the. Uh, what it's it's something. It's almost like a meatloaf, like it's what it, how it looks or whatever. But it's prepared. It, it's wrapped in like the intestine or the stomach lining of the cow or the lamb, maybe whatever it is. Okay, um, and you loved it. But it's it's some. It's very traditional. It's very traditional dish. I mean, it's the most traditional thing I think in Scotland as far as food goes, and everyone said it's. I don't know, kind of like you go to Iceland and you think your traditions like rotted shark and stuff like that that we eat and it's not something they eat anymore because they finally found ways to not eat disgusting food. Okay. Um, but this was absolutely amazing and all the local stuff there I had was incredible from, you know, the wild boar and different, and deer, you know, venison and um, lots of, what is it lamb or sheep, I forget exactly, but lots of food like that. No, no cows. Not a lot of that. All their burgers are going to be like boars and venison and, and some sort of no cows. Not at least on the menus. Um, as much as the other stuff, more of okay. the gamey fare is what I saw in a lot of places. Whenever I got a burger, you could, I mean, I live in Texas right now, so again, compared to beef, it just beef has a high standard in my life right now as I far see. as getting a good, you know, some good beef. You but it's something different. Local. Yeah, 
Um, so anyway, Scotland was amazing, incredible place, excited to get that trip, you know, hopefully up on, uh, up on the site, up for sale in the next uh, week or two once I get back um, from this trip to Costa Rica. And I think it's going to be awesome, as we talked about, it's going to be paired with the Ireland trip. So doing Ireland and Scotland in about a 10, 10 or 11 day run for people, um, it's just going to be The summer, July, we're thinking, right? Yeah, it was July or August, um, sometime in the summer, which is just amazing for the backcountry. And the two trips will be very different, as Ireland is a little bit of a city trip. I mean, Kilkenny is a small city, large town, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, Scotland is much more of... You, you know, you're in the backcountry, it's all, I mean, options to climb, mountains, do eight-hour hikes, or of course we'll have some of the simpler stuff included in the trip, um, quicker hikes and things like that, but tons of outdoor stuff. Uh, it's really, uh, I think it's going to be really awesome and just uh, amazing scenery. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that because we like to diversify our trips. So we have our Explore Mayan Ruins trip, and that is... Mexico and Belize, which even though they're, I don't know, bordering each other, these these countries, they're completely different. Mexico, obviously, we know what we think when we think of that. We think of, uh, well, Spanish speakers and tacos and uh, all of their, their dance and their culture, right? But then you go over the border to Belize and all of a sudden the people look completely different. It's a more reggae, Rasta influence. Um, you know, it was former British Honduras, so it's spe- it's English speaking, even though uh, most people speak Creole at home, and it's not the same uh, Creole as, as you would find, like on Haiti, that comes from a, a French influence. So I guess some White Explorer probably came and saw some former slaves in Belize speaking a language and they said, oh, that must be Creole because they're black and we don't know what they're saying. Well, it wasn't, but the name Creole stuck, so they call their language Creole and they have all sorts of Mayan languages also. But yeah, for example, that's why when we have places that are very different, very diverse from each other, we try to to loop them in. or like uh, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, or like our two locations in Costa Rica, you have the rainforest, you have the beach, which are totally different climates, totally different themes. Um, yeah, very different from each other. So yeah, I'm excited that you went to uh, to Scotland and yeah, figured that out. It's going to be a good, in uh, Edinburgh, amazing little city too, where we'll spend probably a night or uh, two on the trip, we'll figure that out. But one of the cleanest you know, cities I've seen there, Lots to do from uh, obviously just the Scottish, you know, bar, pub life, few distilleries, all those types of fun things, as well as the the castle and stuff like that that are in the city. As it's, uh, I believe it's older. I think it's older than Glasgow or not. I don't remember which one is the oldest, but it's definitely the more historical of the cities. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be a good trip. Um, uh, yeah, it should be up within a couple of weeks, hopefully. Here. Cool, cool. Um, and so then from Scotland. Where did your Euro trip continue? <laughs> well, then we, we went to Amsterdam for a weekend, or I went to Amsterdam on my, uh, and this is all on my own at this point. Um, Scotland, I did, I think one day there was a couple from the group that were with me, but I was in the back country on my own. And then I went to Amsterdam, continued on my own. Um, Amsterdam for a weekend, it, uh, it wasn't, but uh, it wasn't impressive to me. It was probably, really? it, for me, it was the worst part of the whole trip. Um, my, Six weeks over there, whatever, five weeks I was in Europe, it was the my least favorite stop. Um, but I will say that I think it's completely different if you do it with people versus on your own. Um, I was also at that point about four weeks in after two Ireland trips in Scotland and hiking okay. for 10 hours a day. and just I was exhausted. I got my okay. own room in a hostel. I got one of like the private hostel rooms. And I slept 12 hours. Like I was just, wow. you know, I was at that point where I was just kind of like, I need like a recovery day or two. Sure. Um, it also rained each day I was there and just going out was fun. But again, when you're going to all of these um, bars and other activities you get into in Amsterdam. Not and sure what you're talking about. Everyone is there in groups of 5, 10, 15 people. Okay. Everyone is, you know, having one too many. Stag parties as they... Lots of stag parties. I mean, and tons of tourists. It's, a, it's a, obviously in the middle of the summer. It's a popular destination. Okay. Shoulder to shoulder on the streets. Doing it by myself just wasn't fun. I was just at okay. that point coming out of like the Scottish backcountry where I was having a blast. Amsterdam was like, 
whoa, like hold on here. Yeah, yeah, just so much, so overwhelming. Um, and yeah, the weather could have been a little bit better. And I found some cafes that were nice. Um, and I can see why people would enjoy the city, of course, from both a cultural standpoint, also the, the party side of it as well. Um, but I just didn't get into it, I think, because it was on my own. And that was just a big difference with it. And even the hostel, like I said, I got a private room versus a dorm with, where I met people. Sure. You know, I didn't meet anyone. So, um, so yeah, that was like a really a, a, re- a recovery couple of days. Okay. <laughs> recovery in Amsterdam, that makes yeah. sense. And not that this is a plug for group travel, but this is why we do what we do, because you would have had a far different experience if you had gone with a group of people that was already built in and you, you had locals to show you around or you had people mm-hmm. who were familiar, a trusted friend to show you around or something like that. Yeah. You probably had a whole different experience. And then, you know, I went from Amsterdam and one of my goals the entire trip was to get to Copenhagen. Um, that was kind of my goal like a year beforehand, but everything else just got built into the trip going to Ireland, Scotland, and Amsterdam. Just uh, Copenhagen just got on my list for whatever reason. And I just thoroughly enjoyed that. And definitely, it's not a trip I see us doing as a company anytime too soon, maybe down the road, maybe, you know, whatever, years down the road. Um, But just highly recommend anyone listening to check out Copenhagen for whatever, a week you could spend there. It's quiet, it's clean, um, it's beautiful, but it is nowhere near the touristy level of other major European cities in the summer, like the, you know, the Paris, the Barcelona, Anywhere in Italy, probably during the summer, is packed. Um, it's just a, it's a big enough city to get into tons of stuff, but it's just you know a little bit slower and quieter. Um, and then also, what made Copenhagen so great, I'd say, is I did stay in a, a dorm hostel set up there, and I just met amazing people. Like my room was just everyone came in on uh, literally the whole room. We all started in the room on a Monday, and we all were staying until Friday. Wow. So no one, yeah, it was just one of those weird things where the entire room was there the whole week. That's really nice. We became nice. great friends. We went out almost every night together, even if it was just drinks at the hostel bar downstairs. Um, it was just that completely, you know, random setup that just we were all shocked and we're like, oh, we have all week together. No one, I was probably the oldest in the room, but everyone was about 25, I think, in the room when I was 29 at the time. Um, so it just worked out perfectly like that. And then, you know, just had people to go out with. No one, one of the girls I think had been there before, so I knew a few places to go or whatever, but just, it was just a cool experience. So that, that's so cool when you get to experience a place with people and often the random people and, you know, you make that connection. And now through social media, you can stay in contact with those people. Yeah. And, you know, now we have friends from all over the world and, of course, from all over the United States uh, with under 30 experiences since we have, you know, 25 different cities that have meetups and pretty much pop into any major city and, and meet up with people. So that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I had a similar experience when I went to Barcelona, um, I don't know, last year or the year before in the, in the fall. And it was, all right, screw it. I need to meet people. I'm going to stay in a dorm. And, uh, thank God it wasn't too, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of dorm hostel life. Uh, but when you get a good group of people together, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that's what made it. Yeah. That's what made it fun was having the group. And again, meeting people from all over the place. I think they got, you know, two of the guys were German, the two girls were from Amsterdam, actually, or they were Dutch, at least, from outside of Amsterdam. I was like, they're the first people I met who were Dutch outside of, like, because everyone else I met in Amsterdam was tourists. They weren't sure. actually from Amsterdam. I'm like, oh, I had to go to Copenhagen to meet Dutch people. Um, and the other girl was from, I think, England or something. But, uh, but yeah, it was just a cool experience. So highly recommend Copenhagen to anyone. Um, it's just a good city to even, hell, go for a couple weeks and just work out at coffee shops and enjoy the, you know, the coffee, the beer, and stuff like that. Nice. And then from Copenhagen, you flew home? Well, then I went to Copenhagen. I flew, I flew to North Carolina. That was okay. that trip. So I did a quick um, family goes to the beach every, every year for a week. So I flew directly into North Carolina to, um, to just hang with them for five days, I think. At the so beach. you flew into Charlotte? Well, no, I flew, I, it was, flew into JFK. Okay. Um, slept on the floor, you know. Got into JFK at like 10 p.m. from Copenhagen. Um, couldn't check into my terminal until about 4 a.m. 
Oh, so geez. I just slept on the, literally on the floor of the not, checkout line or the check-in worth, line oh, or whatever. Not worth um, it to get a hotel. Yeah, yeah, it was only, exactly, it was at my, I had the first flight out to North Carolina, I believe, it might have been to, I don't think it was to Charlotte, I think it was to Raleigh, I had to connect to another short flight over to the, the coast, um, but yeah, you put your four hours of sleep in on the floor, basically, and then you can go through security when the domestic terminal opens up again and all that fun stuff. Refugee um, life right yeah. there, <laughs> damn. But, um, but it was good, and then it was exciting to get um, to the beach, obviously, and spend a few days there, and then finally back to Austin. Um, after almost seven weeks on the road, which was just uh, literally all over the world, which was kind of uh, that is cool. kind of fun. It, it was a fun trip. I'm happy I did it. It was aggressive when I planned it. I was even nervous planning being away that long. Um, even I just I was I'd only been in Austin about two months at that point. I was new to my own house, let alone leave it for seven weeks. Or Plus, I was sleeping naked <laughs> in a bed for two of those weeks. Mm. Driving your driving your car. Yep, yep. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. No, definitely. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't regret, like I said, a single part of it. It was just, it all worked out great. Like I said, I mean, it, it, Amsterdam was the low point and it really wasn't a low point. It was just slightly, you know, it was a nine out of 10 while everything else was a 10 out of 10. You know, it was a great wow. part of it. Like it was all fun. It was just an amazing time. Didn't you go to Martha's Vineyard in this trip? No, I went a week after I got back. I spent one week in Austin and then I went up to the vineyard. Um, so yeah, that was a, a hectic time, but I don't know, just this whole year and trying to, um, went through some changes over the past year and lots of different things between moving and all this stuff and just trying to take advantage of every opportunity I get to do something because I know yeah. that it's, if I have the means to do it, then why, you know, why wait? Like just, just jump on it because it may yeah. not be there the following year. I mean, even the vineyard. I, I felt like for years we have a good friend that lives out there. It's you know free place to stay, all that type of stuff. Um, but I mean, we think it's easy going to be there a long time, but then of course you never know. So it's yeah. like why not start taking advantage of it? I missed out on many years going there because I was like, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. And I've just sort of changed that whole attitude. And I'm just kind of like, no, I'm just going to do everything as soon as it comes up, hopefully. Um, because you know, again, don't know when that opportunity could disappear. You know. Yeah, for sure. What, you went uh, JetBlue, Austin, JFK to the vineyard? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, flying straight in. It's not expensive, actually. Really? Like, the, it's JetBlue. It's JetBlue, but also, I mean, I will say, our we have the luxury in our lifestyle to fly any day of the week. We right. don't necessarily only have to go Thursday to Sunday. So when right. you do something, you go out there from like Wednesday to Monday it's half the price to leave on Monday versus Sunday because everyone else is trying to leave on Sunday because they have to be at work mm-hmm. on Monday. Those flights are expensive. Yeah, exactly. Those flights are literally double, sometimes triple the price. Um, as long as I have my laptop, though, again, I obviously can continue to get work done so I can choose to leave on Monday or Tuesday, whatever the cheapest flight is, basically. So that's, that's a big reason that I'm able to do all these things because I can just pick the cheapest day to, to fly. As long sure. as I have, even if it means staying an extra day somewhere, Find my laptop is not a game. Sure. Have you been have you been racking up the miles? Uh, I know we every so often we mm-hmm. kind of sit down and talk about travel hacking and what credit cards should we be using and what um, airlines should we be flying and how do these work in conjunction and there's things like the foreign transaction fees that you want to get rid of and you have to calculate does this uh, does the savings on the foreign right. transaction fees make it worth it to pay the annual fee and mm-hmm. all these things? What's uh, what's new in the world of, of travel hacking? What are you doing? What do people need to know? Well, yeah, um, that's something I think we've talked about, maybe not a lot, but we've shot a few emails back and forth in the past month. Um, I've been looking into it a lot because I have not been racking up the miles because I'm not, um, I never considered myself loyal to any airline. It's been very difficult. We go so many random places exactly. we don't you know we're not just going to Atlanta every week or, or something like that from New York like we are going all these random countries a lot of them um, different airlines cater to all these different places but I still realize it makes a lot of sense at this point to get involved in some of the programs um, and I've actually joined all of them like the three main alliances whatever One World Star, Star Alliance, Alliance and Sky Team yeah those three um, and I've joined all of them at this point and Really, the whole my whole concept is I'm just going to spend probably 18 months. I think I, based on it, I think I'm going to lean towards um, 
whichever one is for American Airlines, that one, like when I looked at all the destinations, seems to make more sense for me. Star Alliance, I'm pretty sure, because US Airways and American merged. Right. And so, yeah, there's Star Alliance. And United is the alliance. United is one world. Oh. No, no, no. Star Alliance is United, I think. Anyway. We need to look it up. I know Delta is Sky Team. Right. um, But either way, I I joined all of them, and I'm just going to sort of see how the 18 months, a year or 18 months plays out, and just probably lean towards American and seem to go all the places we go along with some of the partner airlines it has. Um, even though the, I think, Star Alliance, that has all like the Coppola's and Avianca's, which I love to fly um, yeah. down to here, but I don't come out of New York anymore, so I don't have access to them anyway. Um, right. So it's a really, it, it's, for me it was really tough and I still, it's going to be tough to be loyal, but I think it's completely worth racking up the points, no matter, even if, even if I'm not completely loyal, I might as well earn every point I can and at least apply it towards something um, and at least have, again, like I said, have a little preference towards one airline. Like I'm probably going to lean towards the American um, group, but you know, it is, it's tough for us just because we kind of randomly go all sorts of different places. I, yeah, I mean, and, my who flies yeah. to Dublin, <laughs> Bali, Lima, Rio de Janeiro, I'm always in and out of Fort Lauderdale. Reykjavik, yeah. <laughs> Belize City, San Jose, yeah. Managua, Cancun. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all over. Um, but it's definitely worth getting involved, like to any, again, just joining them all and at least applying the points somewhere. They add up, use them when you know you have enough to apply. I mean, even if you're saving 50 bucks off a ticket, why not? Well, and then you can get the credit card that goes in conjunction with the airline miles. And this is what makes more sense at this point where I have applied for the, again, the American Airlines program. I forget what card it is. I was looking at too many of these things, but just the one with the best deal at the time. So I think American Airlines was like, if you sign up now, you get 50,000 miles okay. as long as you spend like three grand in the first three months or something okay. like that. So I was like, sure, I'm going to sign up to this. I'll just put all my spend in on this card for a couple months. I'll, ca- I'll get the miles and go from there, basically. Do you remember what card this was? It's the one associated with the American Airlines. It's the American okay. Airlines card. I don't, I don't remember if it's, it might be City. I, I don't remember the bank with it. But business American, or personal? This was a business card. Okay. This was a business one. Because, um, again, with all the, the flight stuff, I always get, I have to lean towards the business cards. Um, just because we book everything sure. through the company. Um, as far as you know, air travel goes. So this was a business card. The personal ones tend to offer a little bit less, as far as like the reward points associated with it or whatever. Um, but it's still up there. Like I would still just lean towards whichever one has the best offer at the time, um, unless you have a program you specifically obviously want to be in. But the cards actually do make a lot of sense, I think. And you don't have to keep them. You don't have to use them in the long run. Like, I'm not necessarily going to use that card for everyday purchases. I'm going to get the points. Those points will work with how many points I have in my program. And if you cancel it down the road, I mean, not that canceling a credit card is the best idea, but it really doesn't make, I've never seen a drastic difference. It just balance everything else out. I mean, don't be dumb with credit cards. Don't, you know, carry a balance on these things. Sure. The airlines ones have bad interest rates, but that's, Kind of your fault that you get charged interest, like manage it correctly. Um, so I think uh, so. Yeah, the cards are I think are playing a big role, and I'm actually going to get a different personal card, but it's not going to be an airlines one. Um, just a better Chase card. Okay, how is your Visa Capital? This is really getting into the nitty gritty, but I think this would be helpful for anybody mm-hmm. listening. How is your Visa Capital One card working out? We both have the same card. Yes. Why we like it is because it's no annual fee and no foreign transaction fees yeah. and you know you have uh, what's the actor that uh, that does oh, all the promotions yeah. um, it'll come to us but you you know they always say that you can redeem the points mm-hmm. anytime I have over a hundred thousand points there that I have not redeemed uh, you have any and I'm supposed to you get a 50% bonus if yeah. you roll over to the next year yeah you get some that like 150,000 points you should um if you ended with 100,000 yeah you it did I've got 150 um th- I think that card's been working great 
there there is like the same card that you can pay an annual fee and you get like um, a full like hundred percent bonus, but uh, for your points, instead of the fifty percent, you get the hundred percent if you pay an annual fee for the card. Shit, what's the annual fee? Any um, idea? Well, this is the thing. Like, it comes down to managing what makes more sense. When sure. we initially got the cards, we weren't spending as much sure. um, on those cards, especially because you also have the American Express travel card. Mm-hmm. Um, the annual fee, it's like a hundred dollar annual fee or something. It's nothing crazy. It probably would actually be worth it at this point. Hundred thousand. Points is like mm-hmm. a thousand dollars flight yeah. to pay a hundred bucks for a thousand dollars. Exactly, flight. but this is where it gets all tricky. Is of doing course. that. It is. I will say it is nice because multi, a bunch of us now have that Capital One card, or at least me and you. And I know. I don't know if you would get charged for the extra team ones as well. We have multiple people we've given that card to. I get those points. Yeah. Um, so I have a hundred thousand. Yeah. So it um it's nice not having a fee. Just because the, the math is really simple and you just know like even if we chose to stop using that card or we got another card, I mean whatever, like that we're not, you know, we wouldn't be paying any sort of fee. Um, right now it makes sense that could change in the future, but it what well, it didn't make sense to pay the fee when we first opened the sure. card. We just weren't putting the money on it that we do now. But it's a great card. Capital One, I'm actually I love it because of no foreign transaction fees. The points are so easy to use, it's just click. And you just your points apply like one click to you know one to one for travel. It just stuff. wipes out. It just okay. wipes out the charge. Yeah. Cool. Um, for travel stuff, sure. it has to be hotels or planes or car rentals or anything like that. Okay, really but good to know. That's you know perfectly fine for especially our business and what we do. Right. Um, and then and even their customer service has been pretty good to me. I mean, they don't get us a replacement card as fast as American Express does, but I'll, I'll take it. Like I'm, you know, it's okay if I have to wait. Seven to ten days, Amex like overnights you the you know card if you need them to. <laughs> they were gonna oh, so I just had fraud on my American Express Platinum, the one that we pay four ninety five a year for, which yeah. is a lot yeah. of money. It pains me, but because we get two to one bookings, uh, sorry, we get two points for every dollar we spend booking. It's still worth it to us. I mean, we, right. We run a travel company. Yeah. We travel a lot. And we book it for all of our team members. So because we're getting double points, and even if you use it in conjunction with the Delta, you get triple points mm. then. And uh, there's like lots and lots of stipulations. I mean, I guess we can go into it from uh, from the American Express standpoint also quickly. But you know, I had a hundred thousand points on there. And I was able to go back. And so for American Express Platinum, you get a $200 airline credit. And uh, so then you have $200 free to spend on that airline. So it can be your food. It can be your Wi-Fi. It can be a lot of different stuff, whatever you want. Your bag fees, right? That's a big one. Um, That's a big one with all of the the airline cards as well, obviously. It's just, just that little perk. I mean, it's... Not worth it, obviously, just to pay any sort of fee or just to, um, but even just to have the card and um, it wipes off your bag fee. Like if you buy like your bags with that card, well, it is it is worth it first. You know, if you have the big carry on and you're doing some little commuter jet or something and you need to board first, you're in the priority lane. And I mean, there's little perks like that. that Well, and that's what American Express gives you so many perks. I have the priority pass, and I can sit in the uh, I can sit with the rich people (laughs) when I'm when I'm traveling, etc. And so, yeah, that's that's really really nice. The math does work out because we've done it every which way. (laughs) But I also got so I did the one-to-one, you know, redeem my points uh, for my trip to see my family over Christmas time. But because I used Delta, they reimbursed me 30% of those points. So it was a 30% cash, or not cash, but 30% point um, redemption. So it was redeemed at 0.7 points to every dollar that I spent, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 30% cheaper. So anyway, uh, start paying attention to this stuff. If you guys are, if you guys are listening out there, don't do anything dumb and rack up uh, interest on your cards. Be careful if you're signing up for a lot of cards just to get the bonus because it does affect your credits. Um, and 
the best is if you can pick something, pick an airline and be loyal and use that card in conjunction and, you know, run your business off of that card. That's fantastic. And even though it's definitely worth it to sign up to the Alliance programs, I mean, if you end up taking a flight, at least apply those miles somewhere. You know, it doesn't matter. Just get them on record somewhere. You never know. Maybe your job changes next year and you're, you know, you're using that airline even more than you expected. And as long, you know, there's no reason not these days, honestly, to take most flights and not at least have those miles just reported to some program. They stay there. Um, and even the cards, again, like if you do it appropriately, look into it a little bit more, they won't even impact your credit in the long run. I mean, you don't want to close like three cards in one year, but you can and your credit will be fine probably six months later. It doesn't like destroy it. It just might take a, you know, it might be a bump down for a period of a few months um, if you ended up canceling a couple of cards or whatever. But as long as you have a good credit history in the first place, it's not, it's not going to do anything too dramatic to it. Um, just don't like take out three credit cards, apply for a home loan, a car loan, all in the same month while closing two other cards. And you'll be, you know, everything's going to be okay as long as you have credit history in the first place. <laughs> probably not. Probably not advised. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, kind of on the same subject, there's travel hacking, right? And then, uh, we both like to read up on personal finance and that kind of thing. I don't know if you've done much reading recently, um, but one of the things that you and I always do is call our credit card companies every six months and ask them, hey, can you raise my credit line? I have a big purchase coming up or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they will raise your credit limit. So instead of, um, yeah, whatever, they'll raise your whatever your credit limit is, they will raise that and then your credit will be positively impact because, impacted because the amount of credit that you're using is going to be less if you have a bigger, uh, if you have a bigger, a bigger credit line. Percent of total credit that you're using versus what's available to you. Um, you want that to be not high basically, you know, so it doesn't matter if you have $20,000 in use, if you have a $200,000 credit line, it's a small percentage, same difference if you have, you know, $2,000 in use, but you only have a $4,000 credit line, that's a huge chunk of what's available to you. And that makes a big difference. Awesome. Awesome. Um, any other travel hacking tips that you might have for people that they might not be thinking about. And uh, I know we have to go fishing here on Wednesday at <laughs> 2 p.m., get a little lunch and then go out on the boat. Uh, but yeah, do you have any other travel hacks that you might be interested in? Anything, any websites you've seen lately, any apps that have been good? I know I'm springing this on you and we just covered a lot. Yeah, no. Um, well, I think, Jen, just correct me if I'm wrong here. There's something the, the website I've been reading a lot recently, the points guy. Sure. That, that's, I mean, he's great to start looking into all the, the credit cards and how to leverage the mileage program. I think it's just the pointsguy.com. Sure. Um, it's a really good site. It just, he covers that stuff in way more depth than we just went into. It is into. so complicated. Um, <laughs> and you thought this was complicated. Hopefully we didn't nerd out too hard on this podcast, but he's that good. is a really he's good, good one. Um, I'd like to have him on the show. Yeah, and and besides that, I don't think I'm using anything. I'm trying to think if I've used any new apps recently, but not so much. Again, I'm pretty basic when it comes. I feel like some people geek out on the travel, the apps and all this stuff, but I I don't use much. I mean, besides my Duolingo email and... um, I'm not going to ask what your fluency (laughs) level is on Duolingo. No, I don't need to go into my fluency level. That owl is not correct, I don't think. Um, But yeah, I don't don't get into... I honestly don't use many apps in... um, in general, in my day, it's probably way less than most people use. I've used Evernote way more recently. Nice. Um, not necessarily specific to travel, but just a good. It's so much better than a notepad. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and you can sync it on your computer so much easily. Evernote is. is yeah, really it's awesome. how I mean. I use it for business and also just you know personal things I read and emails I don't want to, you know, or someone sends me something to just note for later on or something, and it's like all right, I'll just save this to some little folder in Evernote, but. Besides that, I don't do too much with apps. I don't think it's, um, yeah, there's only so many I think I need to function. So I have a couple new ones uh, that I'll share with everybody. One is TripIt, and I am the king of 
not being able to find anything in my inbox ever and then having to email team members for asking where it is and etc. So TripIt uh, then scans your inbox and anything that you have booked in the last forever, as, as old as your inbox is, it's going to put it into kind of a little itinerary for you so you can just wake up in the morning when I know I need to fly, click the TripIt app and it'll pop up my itinerary and it'll pull even down to my seat number, my confirmation number, uh, etc. Yeah, and I downloaded that but I've yet to use it. It just sits on my phone. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cool because then you don't have to search your inbox mm-hmm. for all where your hotel is and it's even... That's true. You know, it was like I flew I flew somewhere for, for business recently and it's, it was, okay, here's your here's your flight. And then the next thing was, all right, here's your rental car confirmation number. And then the next one was driving directions to the hotel and the hotel's itinerary. I was like, wow, this is this thing is really smart. So uh trip it, I would check that out. Um I am trying to think if there are anything else. Uh, if there's anything else here. My English is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> um, all right, while we wrap up here, uh, Mr. O'Toole, why don't I ask you, what have you learned from all of this travel? How has what this, have what have you learned? How has this affected you uh, personally, business-wise? Well, no, I think, and this is this was a big reason. I mean, I um, this trip this past summer that I wanted to do that. I think I don't know if we said it earlier or not, but that was my first truly solo trip. I've done a decent amount of travel at that point, but even just with the company trips, and we're always, you know, we're with we're, we're with the, our our company and the staff, and we have we have the itinerary in front of us. You're talking six weeks this, all over the world by yourself. Yeah, this is just That's like a solid with, solo trip. Yeah, it was just my own, you know, renting the car in Scotland, driving on the wrong side of the road, trying to figure that out, breaking my SIM card, Scottish SIM card, trying to get into my phone. I mean, all this, you know, crap that's, uh, you know, other places I go, there'd be something maybe to say, oh yeah, well, this is how we do it. Like, you know, let me text someone for you because whatever, Caesar has a phone or you have a phone or something. Um, but no, it, it was my first solo trip. And even just this year of taking that sort of leap and doing things, moving to Austin, that trip, a lot of this was just, this wasn't for anyone else. I mean, this was just on my own completely. Um, and I think it goes back to sort of saying, taking advantage of things when I get that chance right away versus maybe a few years in the past, I delayed things or was too comfortable in one position or the other. Um, you've never mentioned that before. And it's been, it's been awesome to sort of take that opportunity to, uh, to do these things and say, I guess say yes more than no to any sort of opportunity that's come up with travel or moving or quick trips or, and it, it even goes down to when I'm in Austin and just like, should we try a new restaurant tonight or something? And it's kind of like, why not? Like, sure. Like, I guess we should just do this. Like, even though I like the food over there, let's, let's just try this. Let's see what happens. Um, and just something as simple as that, I think has made a huge difference in learning more things, seeing how things are done, everything from a local menu in a restaurant to actually booking my trip to Amsterdam and Copenhagen and doing all that awesome stuff. And in Scotland, um, you know, in Scotland, it was like, oh, should I, I was nervous about driving on the wrong side of the road. So I was thinking about booking with the tour company, like maybe I should just take a bus to these hotels and things like that and just not do my car thing. But a few people said, oh, well, yeah, you know, like family said, it's not too bad. Like, you know, we did it. I was like, oh, my aunt can drive on the wrong side of the road. Like, come on, I, I got to do this. I'm nervous, but I feel like it's going to be better in the end. I'm going to be really happy I, I did these things. And I got to say, over the last year, I, I can't think of a single regret I have. I mean, I've enjoyed all of it, and I'm just happy that I sort of did all of those things, even when it meant a miserable night on the floor in JFK or going to the vineyard, I think, six days after coming back from seven weeks away. Like I barely finished my laundry at that point. I was kind of like, all right, back to the airport, but I had a blast, you know? And I, I think that's been, that's been huge over, over this past year. It was my busiest travel year to date, like ever. Um, and it's just, uh, I think I've learned a lot from just seeing all these things, but even about myself, just being like, this is easy. You can do this anytime. Like you have to just don't, don't worry that your flight's at 5 a.m. and you have to be up at 2 a.m. Like it, it's going to be all worth it in the end. Just, just go for it. Um, and I think I've embraced that more over the past year than I ever did in my life before that. So 
I think that's a big thing I've learned just about myself in this past year that there's a lot of things now that really don't seem as intimidating as maybe they were a couple of years back because I'm just in it. And it's, uh, I've done, I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever, sleeping on the floor, perfectly fine. It's not a big deal. And even hostels, I don't think I've stayed in too many dorms, uh, maybe once or twice before, but not for like five days on my own. And um, it was awesome. It was one of the best experiences of the entire trip. So just trying this stuff and what's the worst that's going to happen, you know, even if you have a crappy couple of days, it's a couple of days goes by like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, I, we won't be any, uh, I was going to ask you if you can give any actionable advice to anyone else, but I think it would be redundant. I mean, look, what you just said is, is hugely, uh, powerful to anybody to apply to their own life. So let's leave it at that. What do you say? Yeah, yeah definitely, man. You can, uh, you can make it happen. And, uh, I think, yeah, just go get it, and uh, happy to uh, be doing this again in Costa Rica, sweating like crazy, even though the AC's on, <laughs> apparently. I love it. I love it. Where, uh, Mr. O'Toole, where can people get in contact with you? Where can they hang out with you? Uh, where Customer do you service hotline. Customer service hotline. If you have a problem with travel, call Jared O'Toole. Yeah, no, I mean, always, uh, well, obviously, like, uh, through the website, um, underfairyexperiences.com, looking for any of our trips. I'm always... Answering questions, if you have any questions about our trips, um, fill out a little form or just email me, Jared, at under30experiences.com. Of course, I'm on Facebook as well, and that's, uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it, but you can, uh, I'm not too hard to find at the end of the day. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Mr. Tool. Let's uh, find our local Costa Rican friend here to bring us up the estuary and see if we can catch some fish, and if not, at least see some crocodiles or some monkeys or something cool. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, signing off from Under 30 Experiences headquarters here in Costa Rica. Hey, did you like today's episode? If you did, log on to iTunes and leave us a review. It would really help us out. We try to put out good, free content all of the time. Check out the show notes on under30co.com. Send the podcast to a friend who could use some of the advice. And, of course, if you want to travel with us, check out under30experiences.com and 50% off Athletic Greens on the show notes. Thanks for listening.